The red fox is one of the most widespread of all mammals across North America and beyond. They are beginning to show up in higher elevations, even at Logan Pass and Glacier National Park. Come along on today's FBCC Nature Journal and learn all about this beautiful yet unprotected carnivore. Hi, and welcome to the FVCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everyone who loves nature. We are coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range of Northwest Montana. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also serve 40 years with the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Our producer is Colin Burkhart, and thanks to Morgan Ray, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, today we'll be talking about the red fox, one of our most abundant carnivores. And it's related, obviously, to the dog. It's in the dog family. Let's look at the classification of it a little bit here. And Colin, I'm going to go through this because some people, I've heard a lot of people think that the, that the red fox is related to cats. Hmm. <laughs> Not at all. It's a dog. Does that surprise you that somebody would think that? A little bit. I wasn't really, I mean, I kind of knew that they were more dog than cat, but I always assumed that, uh, that foxes were more... Of their own family of their own, in between, yeah, because yeah, there's something between because somewhere. they're so they're so delicate looking compared to yeah, a dog. Yeah, they're always like a middle ground in my mind, mm-hmm. but but they're actually a member of the dog family. They're a mammal. They're a carnivore. That means that they're a predator. You know, along with uh, other carnivores we think of, like the coyote or the mountain lion. So they are canine. As they are canidae. Yeah, they're in the they're canine. They're in the canidae family, which is the dogs. And their genus species is Vulpes vulpes. So that's uh, their classification. Now, their population size is unknown across the world because there are so many red foxes in so many different, I think it's like 80 countries have red fox. It's amazing. Wow. Now, they're all different colors, which we'll get into, but a couple things about how they seem to be more and more moving into the mountains of northwest Montana. Now, I don't know if you've seen them in the mountains, but you've probably seen them in the valley, right? You've seen oh, red Oh, fox. yeah. Down here more than anywhere out, out there. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've seen hardly any up when you get up higher. Right, yeah, and you don't normally think of them as a high-elevation animal. In fact, I've been going to Glacier Park now for 50 years, and I never saw a fox until five years ago in Glacier Park, and I just got a couple stories here. So I was coming down Oldie Creek with my son. We had just climbed Scalp Lock Lookout in the Oldie Creek drainage. Uh, When was this? That was about five years ago. Okay. And we came down the trail, and I looked at it, I saw this animal dart down the trail. I was is that a fox? <laughs> I've been going to, I've been in Glacier for 45 years, and in fact, I've counted bull trout reds in Holy Creek for 30 some years. Mm. Never saw a fox ever in Glacier Park. So all of a sudden, there was a fox. And then the next fox I saw, I w- it was this year, it was in uh, September. In fact, I know it's September 21st because explain how I know that, but I climbed Apgar Lookout to kind of relax because I've been doing a uh, Zoom call book club with the Glacier Park Conservancy on my book, right. Wild Pioneers right. in Columbia Falls. So later that day, I was going to be there. So so I did Apgar Lookout, came down, I was standing around in the parking lot, which is just kind of like a little clearing in the lodgepole there, not far at all from the West Glacier entrance. And I hear some, some sort of female voices, and then all of a sudden, coming bursting out of the woods is a red fox, comes bursting out of the woods, runs right by me, like about five feet away, with his tail stringing straight out, takes a, a, 
hard right and goes right back into the woods. <laughs> and these, these ladies come out and they're saying, and they were saying to me, God, you see any wildlife? We never see any wildlife. We've been, you know, the southern accent. We've been walking all around for the last three days. And I said, you just chased a red fox right past me. I said, I'm assuming that's why it came out of the woods right past me because they were coming down, you know. Oh, yeah. And so then I get to the Glacier Conservancy in Columbia Falls. And, you know, usually when you do a book club or whatever, they give you a little gift for doing it, you know. And we had people from all over the country. Well, guess what their T-shirt theme is this year for their wildlife T-shirt? Red fox. That's right. So I get in there and I've seen this red fox. I go, God, I saw a red fox. And they said, Here's your t shirt. And there's a red fox on the t shirt. Oh, that, that must be good luck or something. I don't know. It's, that was really kind of weird. And then, and then again, we were in a Logan Pass in early uh, October. And we're out on the, if you've been over to the Overlook above Hidden Lake on Logan Pass, you know, the boardwalk trail and all that. Hmm. And yeah. yeah, I've never seen a fox out there. Well, the first thing I see is a fox. And it's standing right there, and I got pictures of it. I should show I, you the pictures. I think you showed me that picture yeah. last week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, right on top of Logan Pass. So let's just put it this way. Those darn things are moving in. And I thought to myself, I said to my wife, you know, I'll bet there isn't a live ptarmigan left on this trail <laughs> because they're perfect predators for a ptarmigan. You know what I mean? They're just, oh, yeah. How do you get away from them, you know? So in Montana, this red fox is unprotected, and it's considered a classified predator or a non-game animal. In other words, there's no protections on it at all. Do people typically hunt foxes? Um, not hunt them so much, but some people will trap them in, in the lower elevation areas, and, and their fur is beautiful. You know, mm. They're worth a fair amount, but they're not, they're not a classified fur bear. They're not protected because they're just so numerous, I guess, and society hasn't protected them. For me, a layperson, what, what is classified fur bear? Well, a classified fur bear has a season and a protection to it. Like, you can't just go out and shoot a beaver, you know, mm -hmm. whereas you can just go out and shoot a red fox. Right. So, so you know, other fur bears are like the marten, which we've talked about, wolverine. You know, so, you, yeah, they're unprotected. So some, so some animals specifically have protections for their pelt being desirable? That and, for example, a deer. You can't just go shoot a deer, right? It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's considered a game animal. If it's a game animal or a fur bear, a classified fur bear, then they're protected. So that's, that's hmm. what I meant by that. So the, the red fox, a very similar lifespan to the, to the dog, 5 to 15 years. It can run 30 miles an hour, so it's faster than the fastest human being. Wow. Weighs up to 30. I'd like to see a 30-pound red fox. That would be a huge red fox. And they're as long as 36 inches, the big males. So they're the biggest of all the fox species, the red fox itself. And the males are slightly bigger than the female. You may have seen them in just a plethora of different colors. Uh, the legs are usually black on the lower parts. So, so it's, the fox is widely distributed, it's the most widely distributed member of the order Carnivora. So in, in all the carnivores. And it's found on five continents, the Arctic Circle to the Sierra Desert. Right. Now, I've been to the Arctic Circle. I've been north of the Arctic Circle. And uh, my son has been has seen fox up there. He lives in Alaska. They have the Arctic fox up there. They have the Arctic fox also. But the same species. family. Yeah, same family, but a different species. Mm -hmm. And they vary in appearance, but they all have that fiery red-orange coat, the long snout, black tip ears, and so on. Now, there is a there is one that lives in the Sahara, Sahara Desert, and this is I'm going to give you as a, as a question here. This is, this is your quiz today. And it has great big ears. Why would that be? Why would it adapt it to the desert? Why would it have great big ears? I, I could only assume it would be maybe they'd be able to hear things moving under the sand better. Well, that's a good guess because they have incredible hearing. But really what it's like is a radiator. In other words, they have those oh. big ears. They can run their blood through those ears and it can be <laughs> cooled at night. You know what I mean? It just cools quicker. Uh, wow. Because they're in a, such a, a hot environment. 
They have a, as I said, they have a, they're distributed all over the world. They have a big population. We don't know what the total is, but it's huge. And all these populations around the world, their fur coat tends to be based on their uh, environment, right? Because the Arctic fox has a white fur yep. coat, and, and the red yep. ones are mm -hmm. more for, I guess, fall colors around here. Well, who I don't knows? Know. You know, that, that, that they have that very. It's very. Well. It's very varied. So that's oh, yeah. almost like camouflage, you know. Yeah, a little. And, and if you look it up, you can find all the different colors. We won't go into it right now, but and there's 45 subspecies of the red fox, believe it or not, and hmm. they vary in in color. Uh, we talked about the. The Arabian red fox adapted for desert dwelling. All right. Talked about that. And uh, they're the largest member, you know, group of the foxes in the world. The red fox is the largest of all 21 vulpes species. In addition to its long body and skull, it has a tail that nearly doubles its length. So it's got a long tail also. And are these foxes all native to these places, or are, they, yep. are some of them invasive? Well... They aren't native to Australia. They moved them into Australia. Right. Killing all the natives. That's how they ended up <laughs> yeah. on that continent. But, yeah. But all but, the other ones. Yeah. They're, you'd almost you could call them a native invasive because look what they're doing here in Montana. They're moving up into the mountains and they're invading the mountains, although they're still but a they, native species. But they are native to here. Yeah. So and it's not just, really. Yeah. They, they just have a large range. Right. right? And they're, pu they're pushing their range. They're very adaptable. Right. So we said, talked about how they're highly athletic. They can jump over six feet in height. <laughs> And they're known, you know, you see them pouncing on mice and throwing them up in the air and grabbing them. Uh, we said 30 miles an hour is their speed. Another interesting thing is their forepaws have an extra toe. And there's five toes in the front legs and only four toes in the back. So hmm. that's an interesting thing. And there's other animals that have that, but the red fox has it on just the two feet, has that uh, extra digit. They have ultrasonic hearing. So they have pointy ears, piercing eyes, and mm. they both serve very well for, you know, looking for predators and so on. But they have this incredible ultrasonic hearing, and they have good visual acuity also, seeing small movements far away. But their most uh, useful sense is that hearing. And in a 2014 study, they reported that red foxes have the best-known maximal absolute hearing sensitivity, which is how they measure it, of any mammal. They can of hear any a, mammal? Any mammal. Wow. They can hear a mouse squeak from 100 feet away. Oh, that's wow. that's what they found. So, but they're probably the one of the most widespread land mammals on Earth. And we talked about them going all the way from Antarctica to South America and uh, north of the Arctic Circle. Australia had been introduced there. Right. Uh, there's right. one endangered species in the Sierra Nevada. It's called the Sierra Nevada fox, and it's one of the rarest animals in North America. There's only probably 50 of them. Now, we're running out of time here, but there's a lot of lore associated with the red fox. Uh, wisdom, endurance, fertility. Mm -hmm. It's a trickster. It's, it's a flatterer. It flatters the crow, so the crow drops its food, and it can eat the crow's food. Yeah. That's an Aesop fable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it carried the sun back up into the sky when the sun fell out of the sky, and that's why its mouth is black. It burned its mouth. <laughs> Turned around and burned its tail. Hmm. A lot of really neat lore. And finally, are they a threat to humans? If they're rabbit or habituated, they definitely are. And on the Capitol grounds in Washington, D.C., in the spring of this year, there was a, an alert issued after receiving reports of a red fox attacking people on the Capitol grounds. It was attacking people. <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Yeah, and it actually attacked a member of Congress, Representative Ami Berra, who told reporters that it was bit on the leg by a fox. And that was just, yeah, you know, like six months ago or so. So you got to watch them like all wildlife don't feed it or approach it. So be on the lookout for the red fox in the mountains of northwest Montana. They seem to be moving in. That's all the time we have for this edition 
of the FACC Nature Journal. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fraley, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.